want to listen for a few Love minutes, you can. Uh, if you're busy, then just click. I Players from the 
Brees and how good they are and present-day players. So I do think it's generational. But I do think that there are certain times that there are certain players that I don't care what generation you put them in. I don't care what scheme you put them in. You know, there's certain play- – I'm going to name one that's not part of this discussion. Bo Jackson's one guy, right? Bo Jackson, healthy, could play pro football in, in, in any era. He is arguably one of the best athletes ever in any sport. It's a shame that he ended up, you know, the hip and all of that. Um, but before the hip, that dude, you could put him any, you put in any generation of football, and that dude is going to be successful. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I think it's a very interesting discussion, and I'm curious to get the uh, opinions of, of my co-host. Now, you know, one of the problems when you do the Madden Voice in the preseason is it's still preseason. So, you know, we didn't do the show last week, and then you get, you know, people are still trying to enjoy their summer, and, you know, we don't get, we don't get paid to do this, of course. This is, this is just something we do fun, something we do for all of you, the fans. But, you know, it's, it's hard to get everybody because it's still, it's still August. It's still summer. And, you know, where do you want to be? You want to be, you want to be, you know, on a football radio show in August when the season hasn't even started? Or do you want to be doing other things? And sometimes you actually do want to be doing other things. But, but we love the game so much we're here. And um, I have one co-host with me right now, so I'm going, I'm going to drag him on with me. And um, the other two should be joining at some point. But um, this guy, you know who this guy is. They, they call him the, the, the voice of reason. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know about all that. But I do know that he's from Bristol, is where I'm from. He now lives in the ATL. You know, so he's down there in Atlanta and in Peachland, Georgia. You know, he's a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. Guy knows football. No, you know what he knows? The thing about him is he knows pro football. He also knows college football. He's got me blown away on college football. You ask him about college football, he can go. He can just go. And I just sit there and go, eh, yeah, college, I don't really watch college. But he's a, he's a football fanatic, very smart guy, and um, brings a certain different twist. Even though we're brothers, we certainly come at this from a very, very different perspective, which really makes the show even that more, much more entertaining. Um, they call him the voice of reason. He goes by JB. My younger brother, welcome to the Madden Voice. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure to be on. Glad to be on on August 25th, preseason halfway through. Can't wait till the regular season. We we are almost there. Um, a couple of weeks away to the regular season. Um, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not rushing it because I like summer. <laughs> I like the warm weather, you know, and, and I'm not rushing. I really... Don't rush football, but when it gets here, I embrace it because it's football, you know. But as you know, Jay, having grown up here in Connecticut, I mean, you know, you, you're going to be warm down there a lot longer than we're going to be warm. So, you know, good, good, you know, happy for you. But, you know, once September leaves us, then October comes, all bets are off up here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm always the one, trust me. Uh, it's funny how you would have the segment of leaves because the leaves start turning, leaves start falling. And uh, you know that fall is definitely entrenched. So it's going to be a little bit warmer here than there. Sorry to um, break it to you, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Don't 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 um don't sleep because you may <laughs> you may get a visit from Big Brother T. It gets too cold. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all hey, I'm saying. As the Rock would say, just bring it. Speaking of wrestling, did you see wrestling last night? You probably didn't even see it, did you? You no, didn't I didn't. Uh, nah, you got to watch it. Oh, God. Listen, I, I, I don't mind to digress. It's a football show. But last night was one of the best Raws they had in a while. They had Ric Flair was on for the first time in, in forever. 
which Ric Flair is always entertaining. Woo! And they had um, the Dudley Boys for the first time in 10 years. They had them on. Sting returned, and he's going to fight for the title. Um, Yeah, and then there was was one other – there was one other – I don't remember. There was somebody else that I wasn't expecting that, that that was on there. It was really for a raw. It was really good. I was like, wow, it was it was really good. Yeah, I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Hulk Hogan's gone, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. we, won't, we won't go there. Yeah, nah, we can go there. We 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 can we can go there. We we can go there. I mean, it is what it is. He said what he said, and and he's gone. You know. Hey, you know, I'm watching the movie The Butler. And I, I, I haven't gotten through the whole thing yet. I started watching it tonight, and I'll finish it later. But wow, I, I got to tell anyone out there, um, you got to you got to see this movie. This movie is something else. It is really good. I got to admit, they did a really good job with it. All star cast, and uh, it's a really good movie. So, highly recommend the Butler. Anyway, let's roll, man. Hey, these guys ain't here. That's okay. Anybody out there listening in? Three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. If you want to call in, three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. You can go to Facebook, Facebook dot com backslash the Madden Voice. You could also go to Twitter and just at the Madden Voice, and you'll see us there. You post something, you got something to say, uh, we'll get it, we'll comment, we'll respond. And uh, if you're online listening, the chat room is open. And, uh, you know, feel free to jump on in there if you want. And if not, then uh, that that's okay, too. Um, but let's let you know what I'm going to start with is let's talk. Let's talk Cowboys for a minute since our co-hosts are not here. And and, uh, you know, you and I are the Cowboys aficionados of, of the show. And I'm going to ask you a question. Now, I was on some Cowboy sites this um, over the last day or so. After um, you know they're whooping by the 49ers, and a lot of Cowboy fans are getting nervous. A lot of Cowboy fans didn't like what they saw, and uh, they're starting to feel like, uh oh, you know, we got we got problems, and they're getting a little little we little leery. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Being a fellow Cowboy fan, well, it's preseason for a reason, and the preseason is is not to. Get wins and losses per se. Obviously, that's what you want to do. But the main thing with preseason is to evaluate talent and not have your your main players injured. So, with that being said, I wasn't worried about X's and O's. I wasn't worried about what the final score is. I wanted to see how are they going to play, what 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 type of depth they're going to have at certain positions. And unfortunately, I didn't even get a chance to catch the game, but. When it comes to preseason, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm looking for. So I wasn't worried about it being 23 to six. I just want to make sure that the starters aren't injured and that there's some depth at key positions. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you know, my only concern with this team right now is the running game, which is a valid yeah. concern that we all have. But um, right. Rand- Randall Randall played. Uh, McFadden played. Um, they really didn't do much, but it's preseason, but they played, which means they must be okay. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the running game to me, isn't a problem yet because we don't know. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what, what is the final outcome? What will the Cowboys do? Will they put it on McFadden, Dunbar, Randall, you know, the rookie there that separated his shoulder, he's going to be out for a while, but he'll be back at some point. You know, um, will they go get a veteran? 
You know, Ray Rice, Ray. I believe, is still out there. I know somebody was talking to him. Oh, look at that. I got I got I got I got my own echo. Let me kill yeah, this echo. Sure do. Yeah, I have my own echo. Yeah, it's it just it's the it's a technical technical glitch, but I was able to take care of it. Um, you know, will they go get will they go get a veteran? You know, uh Chris Steven Johnson Jackson. still out there. Um no, Steven Chris Jackson. Jackson Chris Johnson signed with the Cardinals and um, Oh he did. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, Chris Jackson did sign with yeah. Um C J two K Cardinals. Cardinals, okay, so he's gone. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Steven Plus Jackson's still Steven out there. Andrew. Steven Jackson out there still. Yep. Um, you know, and, and I don't see how Ray Rice doesn't have a job, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. To me, I, I just I don't see how he doesn't have a job. 27 years old. I mean, you and know. The other thing, too, well, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I want to speak on that, too. Um I think he's 28, actually. And, and the the season he had, I think in 2013 when he last played, um, he had his worst yards and worst yards per carry since his rookie season. I think people are looking at him being knocking on the door at 30, having all this extra baggage with him. They don't want to take that into account. They don't really want to have anything to do with him. But we've already seen other folks have second chances. He's paid his dues. I, I hate what he did. He was wrong. He'll always be wrong for it. But at some point, you got to give him a second chance. If he's warranted one and has gone through the protocol and has, like I said, paid all of his dues, he should get a second chance. Will he get that? Don't know. And I think a lot of it is because he's knocking on 30 and he got baggage. But wait until the season starts to see who's injured and who's not and whose name starts popping up when some of these running backs go down. I don't think he's going to be out of a job the entire year. Someone's going to come knocking on his door. He's garnered interest from, I think, one team had inquired about him, but it wasn't anything major. So we'll we'll see how things play out. I think he'll be in uniform before the season's over, though. Yeah, and I mean, I agree. I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, I mean, you know, twenty eight is twenty eight, and he hasn't played in pretty much two seasons. Um, the last season he played. Yeah, he had you know, little, little, you know, not as productive as pre- previous seasons, but you know, why not? I mean, why not give him a chance? Why not? You know, with some of the backs, I mean, I think Dallas would be an ideal place to give him a shot. Um, and I don't, I mean, his case is resolved. It's done. It's over. We, we every, it's, it's moved on. Michael Vick went to federal prison and came out of jail and got a hundred million dollar contract. You know, um, Plaxico Burris shot himself. And, you know, uh, ended up getting re-signed by the Steelers and the Giants. You know, I mean, you know, uh, Ray Lewis went on trial for murder, you know, and continued his career. You know, so, I mean, there are are things that have been done that are pretty bad, and guys have gotten, you know, at that time, Ray Lewis wasn't what Ray Lewis became. You know, Plaxico Burris, to me, that's about the same level of player as a Ray Rice. You know, Michael Vick, he had a couple good superstar-level years, but, you know, he hadn't, even, he hadn't played in the Super Bowl or anything. So, I mean, you know, I, don't, I, 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 think, I, I think the problem here in the NFL is that the fan base um, is too judgmental, and it goes back to my pet peeve of, you know, why are we celebrating athletes who frankly are human beings. That's what they are. They're human beings. 
And human beings make mistakes. People make mistakes. You know, and and what are you going to do? You know, um, you make a mistake. They pay their debt, and in, and and pretty much any walk of life. I mean, not to bring it to to Connecticut, but we had a guy out here, the governor, former governor John Rowland, <laughs> who went to federal prison, got out of prison, and landed a six figure job on a radio station for many years, and then ended up consulting for a political campaign. And guess what? He's on his way back to federal prison because he messed up, but he got a second chance. You know, so I think the society's got it. You know, people make mistakes. And, and what Ray Rice did, yeah, it was bad. I mean, video, social media, it was bad. But you know what? Wife is still with him. She forgave him. The court did their thing. The NFL did their thing. Give the brother a chance. Give the man a chance to earn a living. Sure, the football career is short. He ain't going to play football mm-hmm. for 10 more years. He's probably got about, you know, you're right. You know, he got 28 if if – if he has kept himself in football shape, you know, as far as being able to get out there and, you know, you got to get back, get the body back to taking all that punishment. But if he still got the speed and, the, and the, you know, all the stuff that he did with the with the uh, Ravens, um, you know, you could probably get three, four good years out of him before it's time to, you know, let him go. Sign him to a five-year contract, get three years out of him, you know, get him out of there. Give him a chance. He's got he, he, him to the yeah. league minimum. Yeah. Give, give, give him a give him a one year league minimum and see what he does. Yeah, look at Greg Hardy. Yeah. You know? I mean Cowboys gave him a very um cowboy friendly contract, knowing that he was up for a suspension. Knowing that, you know, at any given time this guy could and they were, you know, what was it, ten games? And then they ended up he appealed and they reduced it to four. You know, but if I mean, you know, that contract was done in a way where Dallas said, if he doesn't play, we're not going to lose any money. And if he plays, okay, then he'll get paid, but <laughs> he's got to be on the roster, and there's things that he's got to do. Do the same thing with Ray Rice. Do the same thing with yeah. Ray Rice. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I um, think the, the major difference between the two, and a lot of people will say, well, the whole Greg Hardy thing. There was no video, so no one could really feel it. You look at the video with Ray Rice, you can really feel it. And I get all that. I understand all that. But like we have just said, you give the guy a chance, sign him to a one-year league minimum, have an incentive-laden contract, and see if he performs. And if he doesn't perform, no harm, no foul, cut him, you move on. At least he's gotten his chance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to not give him a chance at this point to me is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Um, let's bring on our other hosts. E- EAFL Super Bowl one winner, the doctor of philosophy, the man himself, Doctor Train. Welcome to the Madden Voice. T J Star, what's up, man? Uh, K-Star's okay, Star's more tardy. We don't yet? got K Star yet. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Sweet. I didn't come in last. <laughs> no, you didn't come in last. Yeah, we, we started talking We started talking cowboy stuff, figuring that that was a good way to start the show, you know, with the two cowboy fans chewing on some cowboy fat. Um but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to bring up something else that wasn't on our planned agenda, but the Ray Rice talk got me thinking about this. Randy Moss, Randy Moss was quoted as saying he still got the itch. 
and was quoted as saying, you never know. 38 years old, Randy Moss. I mean, videotaped with Jim Brown or James Brown or no, Kurt Menefee. That's who it was. It was Kurt Menefee that he was with. And he said he does. He'd been working out with some uh, fellow players in the summer and he still has the itch. This sounds to me eerily familiar to one prime time Deion Sanders back in 2004. He had been retired for a few years and um, was working out, you know, with Michael Irvin because they're very good friends. And as Deion said, he started feeling that dog coming back. And Michael said, well, hey, let's see what you got. And they went to a field and, you know, got a quarterback. And Michael said, Deion looked as good as I remember him when we played together. And Michael said, hey, you know, maybe maybe you got something left in the tank. And Deion came back, played with the Ravens, 37 years old, I believe. I believe that was his age because that was also his number. Um, and, uh, you know, played it, played a and, and by all accounts had a pretty good season. You know, for a 37-year-old cornerback mm-hmm. who had been off for three or four years, um, you know, was still a top-ten cornerback in the NFL at, at age 37. Um, now, I'm going to ask you, Dr. Train, a good way to get you on the show. And Lord knows, mm-hmm. being a Bears fan, you've seen enough of Randy Moss in your career. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure most of it was not healthy. I'm sure most of it was not good. Um what do you think? Randy Moss at 38 years old. One, two questions. One, would he be effective? And two, do you think there's a team out there like maybe the Green Bay Packers who might give it a thought? Um, shoot, both of them are both the questions are one and the same to me. Really, it just comes down to do you need, do you need a wide receiver? So he's got to be a wide receiver needy team because if I don't, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't bother. Um, I don't care what he has left in the tank. Um, at some point you need to move on to the talent that's on your team. Uh, if Does he still have it, though? I, I would think so. I would think he still has something. Um, but, you know, I listened to some listening to some, some guys on uh, ESPN. I think it was maybe sports and I was watching. Uh, my concern would be – uh, is he going to play every down? You know, the only team that he played every down with was, was with New England. So unless he's going back to New England, you have to ask yourself, are you going to get a Randy Moss that's going to play every down? Is he going to block? Is all you're going to do is come in and catch? If that's the case, uh, then then you'll be you you, you got to have, you know, special packages for him where he's not coming in to block at all. I mean, he's he's the biggest threat when you don't know if he's going to get the ball. So unless okay. I needed him, I wouldn't waste my time. So you'd pass on him. You are a Bears fan. Uh, JB, what do you think? We <laughs> had Charles Tillman, <laughs> bro. And, and let me let me hold on, JB, before you before you run off and jump in here. Once we got Peanut Tillman, we solved that issue. So yeah, yeah, yeah now yeah, you can go yeah. ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, JB, what do you think? No, I think you actually take a chance on him. I think that's another player that. Dynamic. I mean, he's a once-in-a-generation type player. The, the one thing I fear is him tearing up a hamstring. That's it. Because at the end of the day, he can do one of two things for you. He can be a decoy deep threat or the real deal deep threat. So if he can provide you with either or or both and stay healthy, 
I don't do the sixteen out of the thirty two gotta gotta take a look at them. And I think Green Bay with with Nelson going down, I think that's one possible viable spot for him to go a legitimate one because he can bring those two things to the team. You know, I'll put it to you this way. Reggie Wayne is 36, going to be 37. Randy Moss, they're about a year and a half apart in age. Randy Moss is 38, just turned 38 in February. Okay. Um, You know, Jerry Rice played into his 40s. Jerry Rice played in the Super Bowl with the Raiders at 40. Okay. Um, And I say Jerry Rice because, you know, Randy Moss is up on that. I think Jerry Rice was the greatest receiver of all time, but Randy Moss is in the conversation of greatness of that level. Um, I think where J- where Randy it, it probably exceeds every wide receiver in NFL history is deep threat. Even even my beloved T.O., I think, is in the same conversation. Um, I would take T.O. over Randy in their prime because T.O., to me, um, go across the middle. He's a bigger target as far as just the strength goes. And, and Randy took plays off where T.O., he, he, he left it all on the field. But that said, I think Randy's time away, I think he's grown up a lot. I think he's more mature. I think if he did play, he would realize, yeah, I probably got one, two years tops, and this is it. And I have a chance to go out and get the elusive Super Bowl ring that he never got, even with the, even with the Patriots back in 07, when him and Tom Brady lit it up and set all kind of records, and the Giants came in and said, yeah, not on our watch. So he doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. He knows he's at the end of his career. That's it. Um, I just think he's older and more mature and more wiser. I don't think he's going to be that locker room distraction. I think he'd be in there and he would he would really, you know, be a leader as far as the wide receivers go. I mean, and you are talking. I mean, to me, you want to talk five wide receivers in NFL history and you don't put Randy Moss in there. I just I, – something wrong with you. You, you he's got to be in that conversation. So if you have a chance to bring him on your team, whether it be as a decoy and a leader or whether it be because you need a deep threat, I think you got to at least take a look at him. Um, this whole notion of stopping progress, you put the best four or five wide receivers on the field. If Randy comes back and can't beat out the fifth wide receiver, then he's done. You don't just hand him a spot because he's Randy Moss. He comes in and he earns it. And if and if the 22- and 23-year-old that you drafted fifth-round draft pick isn't good enough, then he ain't good enough. But then, on the other hand, who better to learn from than a guy who's been there and seen it all? Who better to teach you than a guy who's done it all and learned a lot of lessons in this league? Was that NFL diva? Was that NFL superstar that took things for granted? Who better than Randy Moss to tell these young boys, hey, you know my legacy, you know my history, I made some mistakes, and, you know, I'm here to right the ship. And that's why I think T.O. should have got another shot. I think Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson should have got another shot. I think these guys realized late in their career that, you know, when you're, when you're 27, 28, 30, and, and wide receivers play until their mid-30s, it's not like running backs, you know, and you're in, you're in your prime. You don't you don't understand, and I'm not I'm not saying this from a know it all position. I'm saying it from just watching football for a very long time, watching interviews, talking to a lot of people. These guys don't really click that it's going to end at some point. 
they, they're on top of the world. They got their endorsements. They're making millions. They got their entourage. They don't, it doesn't click. This is temporary. You're not retiring at 65. You're retiring at 35. And it doesn't click until you get to 34, 35. Then it's like, oh, jump. I'm not running four 340s anymore. I'm running four 540s. And that 24-year-old is running four 340s. Then it clicks. All of a sudden, you're no longer the guy. You got the name, but there's someone else on the team that might be as good as you, maybe even better. Then it clicks. So I think they learn. Unfortunately, it, it takes some of these guys to get to that age to really learn. I think if Randy Moss could do it all over again, I think, honestly speaking, if him and T.O. could go back and do it all over again, I think that we may have a different conversation of the best ever. Jerry Rice would still be in that discussion. To me, he's hand down the best, but I think if they could go, both of them could go back and do their careers over what they know now, I think both of those guys, different types of players, but very talented, had the talent to be as good as Jerry Rice. They just didn't have that mindset that Jerry Rice had. They didn't have that team spirit that Jerry Rice had. And it was about them. They were divas. Jerry Rice was arrogant and cocky, but he knew it was about the team. They didn't have that. That said, I think Randy, I think, would have it now. And I think a team like, I think he could have went back to the Patriots, but they took Reggie Wayne. Okay. I think um, Jordy Nelson's done for the year. We're going to talk about that in a minute. He could go there. I think there's a few teams around the league that could bring in a Randy Moss if he's serious and do well. And I think they should. Why not? That's just adding more excitement to the season. Come on, man. Randy Moss back in the NFL? Man, I mean, that's worth the, that's worth the price of admission right there. Randy Moss. Back. Now, you got to be on the team. Can't, you can't stick him on the Bucks. Okay? You, you, you can't, you know, you, you, know, you got to put him on a team that has a chance to do something. You know, I don't, I don't want to see him on the Browns, even though the Browns were making some moves. And I still don't think they're, you know, they're in a tough division. You know, you, know, you can't put him on the Raiders. He, I believe he done already did that anyway. Um, you know what I mean? It's got to be a Packers. It's got to be a Patriots. It's got to be, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe even the Bears. I don't know, maybe not. Okay, but it's got to be a team that's doing something. <laughs> and then I say, let's see. I would love to see that personally. All right. I'm going to step down off my soapbox. You can go back to his old stomping ground where he started at. Who, Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, not so much. I don't think that would. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't see that. But hey, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Um, let's talk about Jordy Nelson. Let me go back to train on this one. Um, out for the year. Um, first question is. Impact on Green Bay, your opinion? Um, man, look, I, I do think it's a it's a it's a big impact. I think it's a huge impact on, on Green Bay. I mean, but <laughs> as long as Aaron Rodgers is quarterbacking, it's like, okay, next man up. I mean, you can't you can't necessarily replace replace him. Him and the report that he has with with Aaron Rodgers is huge, but at the same time, it is Aaron Rodgers. And if anybody can figure it out, the one of the four horsemen can figure it out. Okay. It's kind of bittersweet, though, man, because, I, I mean, that that kind of hurts fantasy football, kind of hurts the game. I don't I don't like to see good players like that go, go down. It, it, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, JB? Well, I mean, I agree, Train. I don't like seeing good players go down. It's supposed to be next man up. But, you know, there's, there's Jordy Nelson, there's Randall Cobb. And so that's a lethal one-two punch. And when you lose the one of the one-two punch, that's going to be a, a that's a big deal because mm-hmm. that was Aaron Rodgers' security blanket too. Because Jordan Nelson can go deep on you, he can go across the middle on you, he can be a wide receiver screen for you. So there's a lot of different packages that Jordy would play in where Aaron would feel comfortable enough to get him the ball. And now you don't have that that comfort blanket. So now you have to gain rapport with someone that can be the next man up outside of Randall Cobb, and it, it's going to take a little bit. So. I think it's going to be a a, a bigger hit than, than one may think because Jordan was underrated. Even though he had a breakout year, he was still a, a magnificent receiver prior to last year's breakout year. He was very good. So it's going to take some time. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, Train, you, you're saying similar position that I've heard from a lot of pundits. But my problem with that position is you kind of can't have it both ways. You know, you, you, we we say Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, a great duo. You just said it, fantasy. These guys score good, good, great chemistry, you know. You look around the league, you got Romo and Dez. You got um, Gronkowski and, and, and uh, Brady. You got, um, you know, Antonio Brown and, and uh, uh, Roethlisberger. You know, there's certain combinations that you know are magic, that that play well together, and you know those combinations are third-down security blankets, red-zone security blankets, comfort level for these great quarterbacks. And Aaron Rodgers is as good as we're going to get in the NFL, as there's no doubt about it. Reigning MVP, he's as good as, we're, as, good as we've got in the NFL. Um, but at the same time, one of the reasons he's good is because he's got a guy like Jordy Nelson. It's, it is Aaron Rodgers. But you, you, you could be you could be the best quarterback in the league, and you need you you have to have some talent at wide receiver. You know, you, you can develop them to the point, but you can't replace a Jordy Nelson. I mean, these guys they don't even have to talk. You know what I mean? Like he he knows. There's just certain certain looks. And certain, you know, he came up on me, and I just look back at you and give you that look. You know, I, 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 I don't want every, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, I, I can only talk about Romo because that's the guy I know the best. But you'll see Romo and Dez have that same combination where a certain coverage happens, and Dez will look over, over at Romo, and Robo will give him the thumbs up, you know. And, and that's saying, I see what you see. They don't even got to talk. It's just bam. And next thing you know, and the play was changed just like that. No one else knows except them two, and you got a touchdown or first down or something. Well, Aaron Rodgers got the same relationship with Jordy Nelson. They don't even got to talk. They know each other that well. You take that off the team, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Maybe a guy I, will develop throughout the year and step up. Maybe. But you know what you got in Jordy Nelson. That dude is for real. You know, I, don't and, dis- I don't disagree with what, you, what you're saying, T. Um, I just I, – I don't – I look at it as the same way you look at Tom Brady when Tom Brady had no one that we knew of name to throw to. He still he still got it done. That's 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 what I'm looking at. No, it's not going to be as flashy, and it's definitely not going to be as smooth. But I just think Aaron Rodgers is still going to get it done. Well, we'll see. I'm skeptical. I think without Jordy Nelson, yeah. they're going to struggle unless they can go out and get. Um, 
you know, I don't know who is out there that they could get that would fit. Um, I, I know they're pretty deep at wide receiver, but you know, they are. could could you know, but could they bring in a Randy Moss, someone who played a lot of his career in that division, um, and could very well be somewhat familiar. He's played on enough teams where you know his ramp up time would be very short because he's experienced. Um, you know. Would they? I doubt it. I don't know that McCarthy has that reputation of going out and getting an aging veteran. But, you know, no. you know, but, you know, so if it's not Moss, is there someone out there that they can pull in? Reggie Wayne's gone. Who else might be out there? Or are they just going to go with what they have? And to me, I get the whole next man up theory. I get it. I do. But there was a reason you had the depth chart you had, because that guy that you pulling up now was below everybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was he wasn't a starter for a reason. And now he's a starter. And maybe he can develop and maybe he can't, but you knew what you had with Jordy. So I think I think it's gonna hurt. I really do. And as a football fan I'm disappointed. But as a cowboy fan, hey. Hey. Hey, you already know as a Ferris fan, I'm not crying any tears at all. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, we don't have nobody our in the NFC gonna cry some tears over that one, no. Right. But, but, I mean, I they're really high. That, I was going to say this real quick. They're, they're real high on the two guys that, that, follow, that follow us, uh, uh, yeah, Buddy Adams, Adams and, and, Ty Mon- and Ty Montgomery. They're real high on those. So I don't see them going. They're definitely going to get anyone. Okay. And, and, and I'm glad, Train, that you mentioned that because they also seem high on that tight end that um, I think it's uh, Richard Rogers, yeah. too. So that could be yeah. his uh, third and short security blanket, if you will. If they can continue to develop some chemistry, maybe he'll be the, the eight-man to Novacek down the road. Um, little cowboy reference, of course. Uh, but you never know what's going to happen <laughs> with, with that development. So he's got right. another potential target with, with the tight end as well. So, But I still I agree with, with T. You're not going to replace uh, a, a Jordy Nelson caliber player. You can only hope to try and make up for the loss. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his – I'm looking – I just pulled up his stats real quick. Uh, I, have, I have a new computer, so I can do all this stuff quick now. Last year, I was like, I'm pulling up the stats. They're coming, guys. Bear with me. Now I was like, bam. Um, <laughs> um, you know, but Jordy Nelson, 100 catches. Well, 98. Might as well say 100. 1,500 yards, 80, you know, 80 long, 13 touchdowns. I mean, you know, that's a lot to replace. So we'll see. I mean, if anyone can do it, I will say Aaron Rodgers is the one guy. If anyone can do it, he's he's the guy. Uh, he's the guy, but I'm skeptical. You know, matter of fact, I, I'll just say um, right now I don't believe. Right now, I think they're gonna struggle without Jordy Nelson. Um, will they win the division? Well, let's see. You know, you've got. You know, uh, frankly, um, I don't think Minnesota's gonna be much of a threat. Could be, but I don't no. think they will. Um, your Bears. You know, you got color, no. man. I, you know, and then and, and, and Detroit. Um, I told you guys, I, 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 I'm not a Matthew Stafford believer. I mean, he's got a, he's got a, a different coach in there. Not a other creep is gone. Um, but I still don't think Matthew Stafford is a franchise quarterback. I think he's good. He's not great. I don't think his head is where you want a leader of your team to be. Um, so I think by default, they could go in there and win that division. They Frankly. do it every year by default. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. It's four seasons going, and they're doing it by default, man. It's yeah. like, and it's you know, it's pretty bad. Yeah, pretty hey, but much, don't don't count Minnesota out just yet. 
that might be the dark horse in that division because if Bridgewater can continue his progress and you got Peterson coming back, and he's coming back mad too, and they've got a decent core receiver and they got pretty stout defense, they, I don't see them winning the division, but I see them breaking a few hearts down the road. Yeah, but you yeah, said but it. Right. In, in it. Go ahead, Trent. Go ahead, no, I was just going to say, you no, said I, it. I, you know, he said it right. I, I think they're going to break yeah. some hearts, some wins. They won't win the division. I agree with that. Right, right, right. And I was going to say, for any team in the NFC North, it is, you know, other than Green Bay, it will depend on how, 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 well they, how well the defense shows mm-hmm. up, you know, Coach. Um, yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Anybody out there? Three four seven eight three eight nine five two five three four seven eight three eight nine five two five. Madden Voice here with you. Show two of season two thousand fifteen. NFL season two weeks away. Um. Next topic. I wanted K Star for this one, but. K-Star, I hope everything is well. And just for everyone who was on the show last time, I appreciate the messages I got asking about K-Star's father. Um, Last update, his father was doing fine. Um, It was a scary situation, but he's okay. Um, And, uh, you know, last we knew all was well with the family, with K-Star's family. And um, I know he was very appreciative of all the support people that sent in messages asking about – K-Star, I got a couple of emails, I got some Twitter private messages, so that was very nice of people. But fathers, last we knew, father was okay. Um, I'll be honest, not sure why he's not on the show tonight. He confirmed he was going to be here. I hope everything's okay with K-Star. Um, you know, he is a dad and got a little baby, so sometimes, you know, life happens, and, and maybe that's the situation. I wanted him here for this, but he's not here, so we're going to talk about it anyway. But um, Michael Vick, Michael Vick. <laughs> Michael Vick is visiting the Pittsburgh Steelers. And oh, I now have an update that Michael Vick has signed a one-year deal with the Pittsburgh yep. Steelers. Wow. Yes, sir. Yep. Wow. See, I can do this quick now. I got my new computer back up. <laughs> I can information quick now. <laughs> Woo. All right. Um, yeah, I'm a nut. That's okay. I, that's, that's what I do. Um. Man, I wish K-Star was here for this one. I, I would really, I, I got to tell you, first of all, I got to tell you, in lieu of our conversation earlier where we talked about people getting second chances, I'm very happy for Michael Vick. I'm very happy for him as a football player. But <laughs> this one shocks me because, I mean, generally speaking, when a team goes out for a backup and I'm not sure if Vic is going to be the backup or where, where you know, I, I was going to read the article while we're doing the show, but then this thing, I'm, we're going to get uh, the, the, the NFL Network thing may play. But I'm looking to see if he's going to be competing. Um, but and I'm trying to see now. Um, okay, Gradkowski suffered a hand and shoulder injury. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he might actually be the backup. Um because their backup is on injured reserve. So, all right. So that answers that question. My problem with this, and I'm curious what you guys think, is he is such a different player than Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I'm just not sure how that works. You know, I, something happens to Ben and he goes down for a game or two. He, I, you know, Vic is Vic is a very different player. 
So I'm just I, I, I'm curious. I don't know, uh, JB. What do you think? Still, I was actually thinking the same thing. When you go from Big Ben to to Big, that's like night and day on a different planet. So I don't know if they're gonna put packages in with with him and and, and Le'Veon Bell and try to do option reads and stuff like that, which I, I wouldn't do myself because although Vic still has some speed, he's also a bit on the fragile side. So. I don't I don't know what their plans are and I don't know if they're just signing him because that's the best person they can find or if they really do have some packages installed for him, but kinda of scratching my head from a Steelers perspective, although I am happy to do want to get another shot. Mm. Okay. Uh Trey, agree with us or you see it differently? Uh <laughs> I I can't find a way to disagree because cause, um Vic has yet to Vic has yet to play a full season, even when he started in a long time. And uh, my only guess would be just like you guys, you don't they they don't have a backup that they feel is capable. Um, they feel like he 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 could be their answer in case anything happens with with Rossberger. Because other than that, I mean, happy to see him get a, get another opportunity, but man. Um, he, he's definitely not the same guy, and you haven't seen anything great from him in, in a while. And he hasn't been able to even stick with another team, even as a backup. You know, there there are some guys who just who who end up standing leads as as backups, like every year they're constantly rotating. But Michael Vick, he's, he's never in a training camp, and, and you, you're waiting to see if he actually lands with a team before the season starts, just like now. It, it, I mean, happy for him, but it, yeah, it's it, it's interesting. It's interesting. Well, next week uh, we'll see what K Star thinks. I, you know, I think I I, I think be, you know, I think K Star is going to put a positive spin on it, no matter what, because mm-hmm. it's the Steelers. But reality, yeah. you, you got to be concerned about a 35 year old injury prone um, backup quarterback who's not known for pocket passing. You know, he he can do it. But that's not his forte. I mean, Vic's forte is, you know, his his agility. Now he's thirty five. You know, what it, what does he have left as far as agility goes? I'm sure he's still, uh, you know, um, see, you know, that's the other problem with these websites is you go there. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to read stories, and they have these things that just automatically pop up. You know, these stories you can hear it in the background. I'm trying to kill it. I I wish they would stop doing that. Stop automatically popping up. If I want it, if I want to hear it, I'll I'll ask for it myself. Look at this. Stop. Thank you. Good God. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I I'm concerned about the, the his age, based on the type of player he is. Thirty five for a quarterback is not old, but for Michael Vick, no, not at all. Yeah, but for Michael right. Vick, it could be. So, I guess we'll have to wait. Let's let's throw one little tidbit out there, too. Big Ben is big boy, but because he's a big boy, he does take some licks. So it's not like he's guaranteed to take every single snap during a 16-game season. So at some point, it's probable that Vic is going to see some action because Ben got knocked out with some type of injury. So I'm curious to think of what their thoughts would be when that happens because it seems like, based on history, still it could happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I mean, I have nothing to add. I, that's a very good, that's a very valid point. But this brings up the other issue I wanted to bring up. We talked about Jordy Nelson, and you know, Jordy's out for the year. Um, the, the Steelers' backup got injured. He's out for the year. They go bring in Michael Vick. Um, every year, there's at least one name player that you know does something in the preseason. And they're either out for the year or they're out for extended period of time. And the same debate happens every year about preseason. Do we need it? Why do we need four games? You know, um, you know, and, and you could if you watched Aaron Rodgers' reaction, it says it all. Because he very briefly said, um, yep, um, he tears his ACL in a meaningless game. And the look on his face was like, are you, are you kidding me? You know, the look on his face is, I, I, we didn't need this, you know. And if you watch the play, I mean, it, was not, it wasn't like it was a, a crazy hit. It wasn't a hit at all. He caught the ball, planted, turned, and then went down, and that was it. Um, you know, so it, obviously if he hadn't been playing, <laughs> you know, that wouldn't have happened. So, uh, JB, let me start with you on this one. What do you think? Is this something the NFL needs to address or is it just part of the game and guys just the way it is? Or is it something the teams need to deal with and figure out how to rest their starters through preseason? What do you think? Uh, I think it's the last two because, I mean, obviously Jordan Nelson tears his ACL in a meaningless game, but Calvin Benjamin tears his ACL in practice. So it, it's going to happen. It's just, people bring it to light when it happens during a meaningless game versus happening elsewhere. So, I don't know what else you really can do because you play two regulars or two preseason games and you're still going to have injuries. You play, uh, if you have two weeks worth of practice and that's it, you're still going to have injuries. It's just, unfortunately, a part of the game. Okay. Trey? Uh, here's one thing. You don't hear any rookies or second-year player come about get rid of preseason because if anybody needs it, it's those guys that are still within their first four years and trying to either make the team or, or, or just trying to land with a team, you know, even undrafted. Of course you're going to hear from the veterans. They're already established. They know what they can and can't do. And on one end, I get it. But I'm in total agreement with, with little big brother Jay when it's a part of the game. It's gonna, it, it can happen in practice. It can happen in preseason. Yeah, it can happen at home, walking down the stairs. I mean, it, four preseason games. Four, four preseason games has been a part of NFL for a long time. I understand changes are coming, but dude, it's football. I mean, it's unfortunate that it happens, but it but it truly, really is a part of the game, and it can happen at any time that you are playing. And, and well, let me just throw one one other tidbit to piggyback on you, Dr. Train. I just got an update, and there you ain't gonna like this one. But uh, looks like Orlando Scandrick's been carted off the practice field with an apparent knee injury. Don't know the extent of it, but again, it's practice injures a knee. Hopefully, it's not an ACL. But this is the piggyback again on it can happen any place at any time. Mm. And um, here, and and before you jump in, T, I mean, I didn't hear Aaron Rodgers' voice last season. Why? He didn't lose nobody that was important to him last season. He lost his top wide out. Now he's mad at preseason games. Okay. 
we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? I, I, you know, yeah, no, I'm not happy to hear about Orlando Scandrick. And when we get off the show, I just pulled it up. I don't, I don't, I don't have an update. But um, um, Orlando Scandrick is one of the toughest cornerbacks out there. If 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 y'all don't know, you better ask somebody. That dude is as tough as they come. So hopefully, it's nothing serious. Um, I don't agree with you guys. I I, I think that um, having watched as much football as I have, it, 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 these. You don't need four games. You know, they know who they're going to keep. There might be a couple of guys that they're debating over, but for the most part, even Trey Aikman said it. Um, not that within the last week, he said of the 11 starting positions, they know 10 of the guys going into preseason. He said it. Here's a, here's a guy who played 11 years in the league, super, three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. And he said it. And I agree. And I didn't need him to verify it. I, I knew this. Dwight Freeney was on this very show saying um, that the 16-game season is enough. You know, they want to go to 18 games. It's too much. Well, part of the reason it's too much is because these guys are playing. They have uh, the, the OTAs. They have the mini camp. And then they have – and every team does it a little bit differently. They're trying to save the guys for the season, but they also want the guys to come in the season sharp – so they're playing them, you know, in the third game, which I believe is coming up this weekend, is kind of the dress rehearsal where the starters are going to play anywhere from a half to three quarters. Um, and then they don't play the fourth game, and then, bam, you're in the season. Um, I don't think you need four preseason games. I really don't. I think two would be enough. You give the, you give, you give the guys a half to play um, either the first game or the second game. They play a half, and that's it. I think it's just it, – it is sad. It is unfortunate. Yeah, it's part of the game, but is it necessary, you know, to expose these guys? Football's only 16 games. And so now you got these guys running around in full, I mean, full contact game-type atmosphere that don't mean anything, and we're risking, you know, their injuries. And, yeah, of course the rookies don't care because they're trying to make the team. Of course they don't care. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do 16 preseason games. One, they're getting paid. <laughs> you know, and two, it gives them more of a chance to um make the team. Veterans are already their their salaries locked in. Rookies isn't. They get paid week to week, right? Unless unless they are like you know one of the top three draft picks, then they got a contract. But some other draft picks, hey, you know they get they get NFL minimum, and they you know the undrafted guys is week to week. So of course these guys want to play as many games as possible, show what they show what they're worth, but. I just think this happens too regularly in this league, and I think you know the NFL's got to take another look at this, and I think the owners got to sit down and say, you know, what can we do? Or, or if you're gonna do four games, then I think it becomes an understanding that you know what, um, certain players ain't gonna play. They might get in there, there for a, they might get in there for a series or two, and that's it. Maybe week three, the dress rehearsal. You're going to play one quarter. That's it for the whole preseason. That's there it. you go. And then the rest of the time, let the scrubs and the undrafted guys and the rookies and all the guys that are trying to fight for a play, let them play. Keep your, keep your, your prime time starters that you need. Keep, keep them on the sideline with clipboards. I can go for mm-hmm. that. I can, I can go for that. You know, I didn't want I, 
I didn't watch the Cowboy 49er. I watched some of it, but I didn't watch a lot of it because Romo wasn't even supposed to play. And then Romo went in there for like a series or two, and that was it. And I was happy because Jerry Jones said, I don't know if Romo's going to play because we're concerned about the turf. Ding, ding, ding. Then don't play him. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I think that's, uh, you know, anyway, go ahead, Trey. <laughs> you hit it on the head when you, when you went with the last point. Because there's one player that doesn't even play in preseason. I don't even expect him to see him. But come day one, he will be locked and loaded and ready to run over anybody that gets in his way. His name is AP. It's not been in the preseason game the past couple years that he's been with Minnesota. Doesn't play. He's ready to go season one. You're talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson and their chemistry? They got their chemistry in practice. Right. You don't need to play them. You, you, there's no, it's not a new offense. You can get the same rhythm in practice. It's just passing. You're going to have somebody cover them. So just don't play them. If, you, if you're concerned about them getting hurt, don't play them. Because you can figure out all your chemistry and everything in practice. Heck, even the coaches coach situational football during the preseason games not even to – it doesn't matter whether they win or lose game. They're just coaching situations. Oh, we got a two-minute warning. Oh, we got a we, – we, 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 got, we got first and 25. Let's try this. We got second and 30. We got third and one. Let's try their coaching situations. All right. The outcome doesn't really matter. So sit down. You sit down, you big guns, so it's time for the regular season to start because they're going to get a workout in practice anyway. Yeah, and, you know, nothing is worse than – I remember being a young lad and realizing um, that people that play football get hurt. I was a young kid. I didn't realize it because, it, you know, I'm, I'm a kid. And then realizing that they also switch teams because I got mad when I saw, um, I think it was Tony Dorsett went to, I want to say it was the Cardinals. I don't remember where he went, but he went and played Broncos. for another team. Broncos. Yeah, and I was like, what the heck is he doing with that, you know, freaking orange jersey on? Mad as heck. Didn't realize that that's what happens. Didn't realize when when these guys weren't playing because they got hurt, you know. And, you know, it sucks as a fan, because that's what this show is all about, when you start the regular season and you're not – you're already behind the eight ball. I would hate to be a Green Bay Packer fan. I mean, Jay talking about Orlando Skandrick going down. We had Sean Lee going down last year. Uh, and and, and when he didn't even get to the first preseason game, and he went down with a uh, uh, torn ACL in his knee or whatever. I think it was a torn ACL. Went down. And it sucks to go into the regular season and and not have your 11 or 22 starters, you know. And it just would be nice if we could get – let's get to the regular season with all, every, all the team starters, and let's see what we got. And no more this whatever. What if Sean Lee hadn't been hurt? What if Jordy Nelson hadn't been hurt? What would have happened? You know, what if, what if? Yeah, it just would be like, now if they get hurt during the season eight, I, I ain't got nothing to say about that. Man, I'm a little tired. If they get hurt in practice, I ain't got nothing to say about that. Okay? You know, I, I, I ain't got nothing to say about that. Um, but, you know, get hurt in a game that don't mean nothing. You know, it just, you know, it just uh, bothers me. Bothers me. All right. Um, all right, the big debate I wanted to have, and I, I don't know if Raphael is out there. Raphael, if you're out there, call me, man. I, I got to get you on this phone. Uh, if you don't call in, hopefully you'll catch the archive. Me and this guy, you know, there's, there's a guy 
that I've been uh, Madden friends with for a very long time, Rod, Rod Lane. Uh, it goes by NJ Rod in the Madden community down there in Jersey, lighting it up. And by the way, the Madden, the new Madden came out uh, midnight last night. Um, I don't have it. I wish K Star, maybe K Star's playing Madden. Maybe that's why he's not on the on the, <laughs> on the show. Um, I really wanted to get K Star's um, perspective. By all accounts, the game is phenomenal. Um, everything I've read from all the Madden guys that I keep in touch with, um, the game is phenomenal. They, you know, every year they continue to strive to make the game better, very user friendly. So if you guys are big Madden fans, we are the Madden voice. Go out and grab Madden. Then let me know what you think of the game. I still got my ties to EA. You know, I can I can shoot them a note and let them know what you think of the game. So holler at your boy. But um, I got into a debate because they Rod put up a picture of six cornerbacks. And he said, if you had to pick two as your starters, who would they be? So me and this guy got into it. We got into it pretty good because we didn't see it the same way. Okay? So these are the six cornerbacks. I'm going to go to Dr. Train first because Dr. Train, I know, is very defensive-minded. Then I'm going to go to JB and get his thoughts. I'm not going to say my position. I'm going to see what you guys think. But these are the six cornerbacks. And again, you can only pick two. So don't give me no hemming and hawing. Well, I, no. Pick two. That's the, that's the whole point of this debate is you can only pick two of these six. Okay? Your two starters. That's it. Um, Deion Sanders, Darrell Revis, Charles Woodson, Patrick Peterson, Champ Bailey, and Richard Sherman. Okay, I'll say the names again. Deion Sanders, Darrell Revis, Charles Woodson, Patrick Peterson, Champ Bailey, and Richard Sherman. And I know Train knows all these guys because he's a football guy. If you don't know these names and you follow football, you need to like go watch like The Bachelor or something and give up football because you ain't been watching football. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, We're going to go good. Agony Gogo. Always messing up my joke. And then he said, Agony Gogo. Anyway, um, Train, what do you think? Pick two out of the six. You mean there's no Charles Tillman option? Gary That was not part of this discussion. I'm not saying he wouldn't be in this discussion. <laughs> I'm just saying it wasn't part of this discussion. Uh, if I had the big two, just straight up, man, Deion Sanders, Dura Regas. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. JV. Yeah, I I agree because I had a hard time thinking about who was number two. I knew Richard Sherman wasn't going to be in that discussion. I'm sorry. Uh, Jan Bailey tight. Patrick Peterson tight. Charles Woodson tight. But when you talk about lockdown corners, you talk about prime time as the ultimate lockdown. That's where it all started to me. And then who's next? Terrell Revis. Revis Island. Now I'm with Trey. Now, now, Train, just for conversation purposes, um, mm-hmm. it was pretty clear that Sanders won, Revis two. What, what, do you have an order of those two? Uh, the same, same, same order, same order. Mm-hmm. The one thing, um, the one thing, uh, you get Dion a little, little bit edges. Um, Dion had a way of making you think that you had a receiver wide open. Uh, and he would he would basically more interceptions. He would find he would find a way to get to 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 make that pick off. That was his thing. I need to get my prime time dance. I need to get this pick and I need to return it for six. Uh, Darrell Revis, I mean, 
the dude had his own island. Nobody else, not even Deion Sanders, had their own island. You know, so probably not as not as deceptive with getting interceptions, but you know, without your passport, you wasn't getting on the island. Just is, yeah. Okay. Deion will bait you. Deion bait you into thinking that you're open, and then because of his athletic, he can close in and pass the ball up. Where where Revis doesn't have that athletic ability, but he just blankets you. Wherever you go, he's right there too. So that's that's the difference is that athletic feature that Dion brings that that separates mm-hmm. from from uh, from Revis. But they're both outstanding. And, and the other thing with Dion is that I saw him with the Falcons, I saw him with the Niners, I saw him with the Cowboys. I saw him play the same way with those three teams over every the time. Of what, Thirteen, fourteen years before he went off to the Ravens. So. You, you think about longevity and be able to do all that he did for that amount of time. It's unbelievable. Okay. So um, before I give my take, I'm going to give you guys what um, Raphael said. Raphael had – actually, I'm going to pull it up because um, his number one was Darrell Revis. Um, and his argument um, was – well, let me. I'm, I'm pulling it up because I don't want to misquote him. Um, you know, in case he, in case he catches, you know, the show. Let's see, in case he's living, listening live, or um, you know, how, 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 however he might be on there. Um, let me see. Hold on. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Because you know, conversations go into a lot of. Uh, he did not pick Deion Sanders. He picked Darrell Revis and trying to see who his second one was because the conversation went for a while. Um, Give me a minute. Give me a minute. No, it wasn't Richard Sherman. Um, He he says, uh, you know, he he did either Peterson or Woodson, but I think I asked him to – Narrow it down. Yeah, he didn't really narrow it down. His argument against Dion, when he didn't pick Dion at all, was that Dion couldn't tackle, and he wanted a, he wanted a well-rounded cornerback that could do everything. And he said Dion couldn't tackle, and so he didn't. He said Dion was great, but. In today's game, you got to be able to be a cornerback and go up and get that running back. And, you know, Dion against Marshawn Lynch, it ain't happening. Um, and so, we obviously, if you know I argue with the guy, you know I had a different take on it because I told him that you, you don't put Dion as a top two, one of the two. You should just turn in your football pass and go watch rugby or something because you don't deserve to watch American NFL football. Um, I think it is just absolutely ludicrous and insane to not have Dion. Dion is the best cornerback of all time, period, end of discussion. He is the best. Um, and Darrell Revis is, is, is very good, and by the time his career ends, let's see where he's at. But Darrell Revis is not Deion Sanders. And, and one of the guys in this debate made a very good point. There has been times in the NFL since Darrell Revis has played that Darrell Revis may not have been considered the best cornerback in the NFL. There was never a time 
when Dion played that Dion was not considered the best cornerback in the NFL. It wasn't a discussion. It was just a given. Dion the best. Yet, under Darrell Rivas, we've got Richard Sherman, right? We've got Patrick Peterson. We've got Joe Hayden. We've got guys that have played very, very well and have stood up and said, hey, you know, and, and Revis actually had a year or two where he wasn't on top of his game. You know, he's back now. I'll give him that. He's back. But he had a little decline there for about a year or two. Um, so I think Revis is great. I think Revis um, right now for my money is probably the best in the game today. But when you talk about going back in history, and, and, and frankly, you know, Charles Woodson? Heisman Trophy winner? Yeah, that dude was a monster. He was a monster. Quarterback and safety. He was a monster. I, I, Frankly, I'm not sure I would take Revis over Charles Woodson right now. I really I, – that's a tough one for me. Champ Bailey was very good, but I wouldn't – I wouldn't. Champ Bailey. And Patrick Peterson, another one, very good, but no. They're not in my discussion. Richard Sherman, another one, very good. Not in my discussion. But to me, it's Dion hands down. Then I got to really think about Revis or Charles Woodson. I got to really think about that one because people don't realize and how long Charles Woodson did it for, you know. So, um, and, you know, a couple of other things about Dion that I was trying to educate this cat who was clearly younger than me on. It wasn't that Dion couldn't tackle. Dion didn't like to tackle. That wasn't his game. Dion was a fanatic. If Dion needed to hit you, he'd hit you. But that wasn't his game. He admitted, no, I, don't, I really don't want it. That's not what I'm there to do. I'm going to shut down. You put me on somebody, they're not catching a pass. That's it. That's what I do. And if I get it, then I'm taking it to the house. That's what I do. That's his game, period. And y'all might remember back in the day when Deion signed with the Dallas Cowboys for $35 million, became the highest played defensive back in the NFL. That was unheard of at the time. You don't pay a def- you don't pay a cornerback thirty five million dollars, twelve thirteen million guaranteed. Are you kidding me? Jerry Jones was wrong with you, and he was so good. Dallas knew they needed him to take that balance of power back from the Forty ers You ain't heard that with today's cornerbacks. You haven't heard teams saying, "I gotta go get this guy. He's he's our missing. He's gonna he's our Super Bowl piece. He's the balance of power." You haven't heard that not happening in today's NFL. So it's it just, it's, it's kind of like when you talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron James, right? And it's that big comparison. And on so many levels, it's really not a comparison. But be, without Michael Jordan, there is no LeBron James. Michael was the one who brought the big level endorsements into the NBA, the big level ones. Michael was the one that got the $20 million a year contracts going. That was Michael. Michael was the one who made that mm-hmm. You know, and the same thing with Dion. Dion was the one that made the cornerback position what it is now today, a coveted position, an essential position. That was Dion Sanders who did that. So much that after being out of the league for four years, the Ravens, who always had great defenses, went and said, let's add Dion to our defense at 37 years old. That's how great Dion Sanders was. So, you know, you know, and then I, I went into saying, so I guess you're saying that Jim Brown isn't a great running back as a bum because Jim Brown was not known for blitzing, uh, picking up the blitz. That wasn't his game. He wasn't known for catching the ball out of the backfield. That wasn't his game. Jim Brown scored touchdowns. Jim Brown ran the ball over you. Big, fast, phenom. 
But because he wasn't well-rounded, I guess you wouldn't pick him. This dude had the nerve, had the audacity, the unmitigated gall to say, I would take Marshawn Lynch over Jim Brown. <laughs> I'm going to say it again because I, 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 I just, you know, it's just one of those things where you look at the screen and you're reading it, and, you know, I, it made me have to say this. I could probably teach you a few things. You know, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch over Jim Brown. I was thinking of another phrase myself. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. How old is he? I mean, I don't know. I didn't ask his age. My guess would be trained. He's probably about the same age as you, based on his references to football and the, the era in which he watched football. I would put him in his middle 30s. That would be my guess. I didn't ask. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, yeah. Um, Marshawn Lynch. But, but still, though, I'm, I'm only I'm knocking on the door of 40, but even I know about Jim Brown and how nasty he was. I mean, come on, man. I've heard <laughs> enough about Jim Brown not to not not to pick Marshawn Lynch over him. I didn't watch right, one dude. snap of Jim Brown, but hey. <laughs> Go back in the days of NFL films where they had uh, the late great Steve Sable and, and his and his father Ed Sable running things, and they show you photo uh, not photos but but. Uh, plays of, of Jim Brown and how he would run over and then run past other folks. I mean, come on now. Come yeah, on. yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I mean. In a 14-game season, no doubt, too. A 14-game season, putting up the stats that he put up. And, and never missed a game. Never missed a game. Didn't wear side pads. No. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it, it's just, it's just, you know, hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is a show for the fans. We're here to help educate you. Raphael, if you're listening, if you're listening and it's archive, you're listening, um, you didn't call me, which you probably, you probably didn't want to call because, I, you know, I, I have a way of making people feel stupid. I, I really want to do that to a guy who might be checking out the show. But at the same time, dude, um, it's bad enough that you didn't have Dion in there, which is just blasphemy. But then when you talk about Marshawn Lynch, over Jim Brown, you would take Marshawn Lynch. That's what that's what does it for me. I understand his argument with Dion and wanting a more well-rounded cornerback. Uh, I could understand that. Well, I don't. I don't agree with it. Don't get me wrong. I don't agree <laughs> with it. But that was always the knock on on Dion was he wasn't the best tackler. So I can understand that. Not saying I agree. I understand. But to go as far mm-hmm. as to say I'll take Marshawn Lynch over Jim Brown, that's absolutely absurd and crazy. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, and I, I, and I, and I, and um, you know, it's just this is this is what this is what bar room discussions turn into. And all I want to say to people is, if you're going to have a position, do your homework and think about the position you're going to have. Um, the Dion position, to me, is laughable. I don't. I, I I hear you, Jay, but I don't think there's any. You know what I tried to explain to him was, um, every position isn't created equal. Every player isn't created equal. And when you have there's certain players that are you know generational players, 
Dion was one of those once-in-a-lifetime players, Jim Brown, Walter Payton. Um, it remains to be seen if Darrell Revis will be that type of player or not. We'll see. Uh, I don't believe Marshawn Lynch is at all. Um, he's good running back. I'm just here to, I'm just here so I don't get fined. He's a good running back. Um, that's going to be the next clip I add to the sound checks. I'm just here so I don't get signed. Um, I don't get fined. Um you know, and, and if you take these guys – oh, and then he said that um, Revis is covering better quality running backs than Dion covered. And that – I mean, um, uh, uh, wide receivers. And, I, and he said that, that the wide receivers today are bigger, faster, and more physical. And I'm what? thinking – Really? <laughs> and I, I'm what? thinking – What? <laughs> yeah, 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 Jay. He said, Jay, he said the wide receivers today were bigger. What? Faster. What? More physical. What? More athletic. What? Better than the wide receivers back then. What? Okay, I've run out. But he, that's what he said. <laughs> and, I, and I said, wow. I said, um, Jerry Rice is the best wide receiver ever played a game. And can do and, and would have been in any era played in his forties at 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 a at a Pro Bowl level and in this had ten catches in the Super Bowl at forty years old. Antonio Brown at five foot ten caught hundred and twenty nine passes last year. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Michael Irvin was six two, two fifteen, two twenty. You know, they, they these guys back then were also big and physical. And fast. I mean, maybe there wasn't the Megatrons back then, but there's only one Megatron now. It, it just, it just, it's just, it's just. <sighs> first, first off, first off, you know, these wide receivers get hit. One, they turn around, they're looking for a flag. Every time they don't catch a ball, if somebody was holding me, not not that it, not that you can't catch the ball, if somebody was holding. The wide receivers back in the day fall for every pass. And then we want to run through you after they catch the ball. What does he mean by tougher? Even the rules say that the wide receivers today aren't tougher. <laughs> they cry about everything. More divas now than you ever had. Seriously? Yeah. He's drinking that Kool-Aid, yeah. man. Let me, let me get some of that Kool-Aid on when I go on vacation. Yeah. 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 I I I agree. I agree. Um All right. Enough about Raphael. Raphael, hopefully you learned something. Um if you want to call in in the future, hash it out. We'd love to have you call in. Um you know, um but hopefully you walk away from this with a a little bit of a different understanding, a more of a well-rounded understanding. And bro, you got to you got to respect the history of the game. You can't take players that were phenoms 20 years ago and say they couldn't play today. Uh, that's not, that's just simply not true. Um, we'll never know, but you know, there's a reason why these guys, I mean, Dion is a top 50 NFL player, NFL player, NFL football player of all time. He's top 50. They, when they did this uh, several years ago, he came in at like 34. That's all positions, all players. 
can't disrespect these guys that played at the highest level during their era and then say, well, if you put them in today's game, yeah, let, let, let's not go there. We'll never know. And I think these guys were top legends for a reason in any era. These guys, you, you mean to tell me Michael Jordan in his prime wouldn't dominate the NFL? I mean, the NBA right now, you know, you mean to tell me, Let's bring Moss in, who came in, what, 98, 99, something like that. Let's bring Randy Moss in at 22 years old now and tell me what Randy Moss does. Tell me what Terrell Owens does. Tell me what Jerry Rice does now. <laughs> you know? Is with the rules now? Oh, my God. Okay. <sighs> All right. Enough on that. All right. Um we're actually almost done with the show. Uh, it went a little quicker than planned because um, we didn't have K-Star with us. So um, the, uh, we have two things left to do, and they're both fantasy-related. Uh, one is we are going to shortly do the EAFL um, fantasy draft uh, order. And um, for those of you out there listening, that'll be the last thing we do. We're going to do one more thing before that. But – um, basically, Dr. Train pulls out the name. I pull out the number. I've got my uh, numbers. I don't know if you guys can hear that or not. They're in a box, sealed. Um, you just have to trust us. Or I can pull out the number first. Train can pull out the name. It really doesn't matter to me. And, uh, and then we'll do the 12 teams, right, Train? 12? 14. Oh, 14. Okay, well, wait a minute. i got to add two more numbers then. Add two more I numbers. Need... Add two more numbers. I, get I in two more numbers. Let me get him in there. Okay. Um, but what I, what I, since we're going to do, and, and what we're going to do throughout the years, we're going to do a little more fantasy than normal. Um, you know, fantasy is really, really popular. And, you know, all four of us play fantasy. We're in similar leagues together. And, you know, there's a lot of fantasy going on. One of the reasons I shied away from it is because we also play each other in these leagues. And it's kind of like, well, how much do we want to talk strategy yeah. when we're also competitors? So we're just going to have to figure that piece out. But I think it's important that we, um, you know, we got a lot of fantasy questions throughout the season. So I think it's important that we do uh, a fantasy segment of some type. So um, the only question I have right now um, is, Hey, I'm going to start with JB. Um, you know, who would – oh, wait a minute now. We have to set our keepers by wind train? Well, they were supposed to be by Sunday, but they need to be, like, soon. Okay. Like, by the night. Okay. I need to, I need to, I need to make, that, make that note. Okay, I already have the site up. Where are we on? NFL.com, right? NFL.com, yes. Good. All right. Good. Yeah, I got to set my keeper because I don't think I did that. Um, and what happens if you don't set your keeper? What what does what does it do? Does it just reserve the same no, keeper you I, had, or I I either I either choose the same guy if he's still on your team from that you chose last year, or I choose the guy that finished with the top points on your team. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I would strongly suggest you send out another reminder to people so that there's no excuses. Right. Yeah, all right, because I just logged in, and as soon as we get off the show, I'm going to go set mine. Um, so, guys, uh, EAFL uh, fantasy football members, set your keeper. Okay, set your keeper. All right, um, that said, JB, um, keepers aside, 
So we we won't count keepers in this discussion. Let's just assume you're starting fresh. Um, you know, we're in Bronzo's league. We're doing a, a redraft in his league. Uh, Train's going to be observing the league, I believe, this season. So it'll be great to at least have Woo-hoo! his, uh, have his uh, yeah spectator mode and get his feedback <laughs> on it. Um, I think it, I think it's absolutely great. I think uh, Train runs our EAFL league and does a fantastic job. Bronzel runs the MBX league and does a fantastic job. I think those two will learn a lot from each other and uh, make both leagues even better. So I'm excited about that. But that said, Jay, if you had the number one pick, um, which neither one of us do in our league in the other league, so uh, who would your who would your uh, person be? Who would your number one pick be? Uh, I'm, even with the injury, I'm still going with Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's still, to me, he's still the top quarterback out there. Uh, the loss of Nelson is going to hurt, but he does have Devontae Adams. He does have Randall Cobb. He's got an up-and-coming receiving core. He's got a tight end. Uh, he's got uh, Lacey that can catch balls out of the backfield, too. So I, I still go with Aaron. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. That's very, very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Um, Dr. Train. Man, um, I really don't like picking quarterbacks. Um, but yet, depending on the format, they do generate the most points. So um, if I had to take a top player, um, gosh, there's like two ways to answer this. This will make this difficult. Um, but if I had to take a top player, I, I think I'd take uh, I think I'd take Andrew Luck. Hmm. Andrew Luck is in the – he's in the and, – and I have a perspective of this. This is how I feel when it comes to AFC versus NFC. I just feel like the NFC is, is better defensively just all around. In the AFC, these guys score a ridiculous amount of points. On top of that, he sits in a division <laughs> where the coats are king now. And every time he plays against those three division those three division teams, his points skyrocket. Eats him up. Maybe not so much against the Texans. He still got to defend against JJ Watt and maybe David Clowney. But just the AFC altogether, they're they're a score fest over there. So I will I will take Andrew Luck. Forty touchdowns last season, by the way. Okay. 